0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, State Senator Ted Liu, as we continue our 22nd anniversary year.
1: Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship, and the Press Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years.
0: Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now, your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire evening is the distinguished state senator, uh, Ted Liu, representing the 28th Senatorial District. Senator, welcome to Straight Talk. Thank you. Give us a sense of the session just ended. Uh, We had a very productive session, and maybe I'll start by taking you
1: back five years to 2008, where we had a $60 billion budget deficit, unemployment at double digits, and our credit rating was tanking. Just a few months ago, the legislature passed an on-time balanced budget. Our credit rating has increased. Our unemployment has now dropped to lowest in nearly five years, and we have a projected budget surplus. So I believe the best days in California are yet to come.
0: Well done. And I believe the people passed a a bill saying that uh, legislators would not get paid if the budget didn't get in on time on July one. We
1: were able to do this because of an assist by the voters in a number of ways. The voters put in exactly what you said, that we would be penalized if we don't pass a budget on time. But they also gave us a lot of tools to do that. They made it so that we can pass a budget with a majority vote, as long as we don't raise taxes or fees. As opposed to two-thirds. They also put in uh, redistricting reform, they put in open primary, and they put
0: in term limits reform, all of which have made the legislature much more functional. Those are important procedural uh, improvements that, uh, that help with the loggerheads that the legislature found itself in years ago.
1: Yes, and the legislature now is less extreme, it's more functional, it's more bipartisan, and we're able to get a lot more things done.
0: Good. Well, there are a couple of uh, bills uh, that you've introduced that uh, we'd like to touch on. SB 62 on prescription drug abuse. Uh, The number of people that die from legal prescription
1: painkillers is now more than heroin and cocaine combined. Oh my. It's an epidemic. I don't think anyone
0: had any idea of uh, that degree of a problem.
1: Their Centers for Disease Control has called it a silent epidemic. And it's because people get addicted without knowing that it could happen to them. Let's say you have a back injury and you take OxyContin. For some people it's fine, but for a certain percentage, they will get addicted and they will need more. And eventually they will die uh, because of uh, their addiction. And what would your bill do? It requires coroners to send information to the California Medical Board if they have a person who died because of a narcotics overdose. And that will let the medical board see patterns where they can see, for example, if five patients have died linked to the same doctor. And many doctors are fantastic and terrific, but there are some doctors who are either careless or negligent in how they prescribe powerful painkillers, and some who do it uh, who are bad doctors who do it for money. And so we want to make sure that these folks are weeded out. Senate Bill 549, another one of yours. Uh, yes, uh, it's. Uh, One of my most important bills, it requires a videotaping of juveniles who are interrogated for murder. And it's because we know that one of the greatest evils government can do is to have a wrongful conviction. Second highest cause of wrongful convictions are false confessions. And juveniles have false confessions at a very high rate. And you may wonder why would someone omit or say something they didn't do. What well, just happens, especially if you're young. Uh, studies show that for 12 to 15-year-olds who were exonerated, it showed that 69% of them had falsely confessed to crimes they never committed. Really?
0: I guess uh, when you're young particularly, but even if you're not so young, uh, under skilled interrogators by authorities, they can induce you to say something that…
1: Absolutely, or maybe they'll have you make a certain statement that you may not know is incriminating, Uh, You may be intoxicated or under influence of other substances. Videotaping would help prevent that. 840 jurisdictions already do it.
0: And finally, Senate Bill 353 uh, relating to the Affordable Health Care Act, so-called Obamacare.
1: Uh, So California is going uh, full steam ahead to implement the Federal Affordable Care Act. We do know that uh, a certain percentage of the folks who are now getting access to health care are in limited English-speaking families, my bill simply requires health plans to translate their core documents into other languages, such as Spanish, Chinese, and so on.
0: So the users can understand what they are being offered. Uh, absolutely, because many of these folks never had insurance to begin That's with. That's right. That's right. Now, these are all bills that will be sent to Governor Brown to either sign or not sign as he chooses. Yes. And by the time this show airs, uh, some of them may be signed and may become effective, I guess, January 1 of next year. Correct. And some may die on the center, on the governor's desk. Now, we're also in
1: two-year sessions, and this is the first of the two-year session. So if something doesn't pass or get
0: signed this year, there's always next year to try again. Oh, uh, does that mean it has to be reintroduced? Or in- yes. Okay. Yes well uh, it 's encouraging to see that the legislature is working a little better than it has in the past you've you 've had experience in the assembly, and now of course there 's a senator experience there. Compare the difference in the right. in the relationships uh,
1: it it 's a smaller institution the Senate uh, it is um, I found it to be more cordial, more bipartisan. Uh, we speak less on the Senate floor We're um, <laughs> somewhat more efficient. Uh, But uh, we work very well with the assembly, and it takes both houses to pass any law. But this past year has shown what can happen when the voters give you the tools you need to uh, make
0: government more efficient. Well said. Okay, in the next segment, we want to focus on a very important issue, and that's national security and some of the activities that might be depriving us as Americans of our constitutional rights. Stay with us. At the Port of Long
1: Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Hello, I'm Jessica Hardy, a proud Long Beach native and a member of the USA Swimming national team. Having spent much of my life in water, I've developed a deep appreciation for the valuable role that this precious resource plays in our lives. In recent years, California's water supply has become unreliable. To address this reality, Long Beach residents have dramatically reduced their water use through permanent lifestyle changes. In doing so, Long Beach has made itself a leader in water conservation. As I work hard to achieve my personal goal of qualifying for the 2012 Summer Olympics, I encourage you to continue your tremendous efforts to use water in smart and responsible ways. So join me and your fellow Long Beach residents in strengthening the water conservation movement. By making small but significant changes in our water use habits, together we can ensure
0: that we have a reliable water supply for many generations to come. with State Senator Ted Lou, Senator, you authored uh, a resolution that was co-sponsored by a Republican colleague, uh, Senator John Anderson, relating to uh, uh, privacy. And let me just read the preamble. Uh, Senate Resolution 16, which has passed and is in effect, would urge the Congress. So this is the State Senate urging the United States Congress uh, to pass legislation to end the National Security Agency's collection of American telephone records and specifically to bar the National Security Agency and other agencies from using Section 215 of the USA Patriot Act to collect records, including telephone records pertaining to persons not subject to an investigation under the Patriot Act. And apparently the, the National Security Agency has been collecting telephone records and other records of people not associated with any uh, criminal act. That's correct.
1: Their NSA has been collecting phone records of every American, 270 million Americans, most of whom have nothing to do with any of their investigations. And it's blatantly unconstitutional. Uh, The Fourth Amendment to the Constitution prohibits the government from unreasonable searches and seizures. By any definition, collecting phone records on all Americans
0: is unreasonable. And there's not a national security exception to the Fourth Amendment? Not at all. Uh, If you look at the Constitution,
1: it applies 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, to government. The last time that our government did a mass violation of the Constitution in the name of national security. Over 100,000 Americans were interned. So this is a serious problem that we need to stop, and I hope the NSA either does the right
0: thing or Congress will do the right thing and force it to stop. There was an effort at Congress to pass a resolution uh, condemning this, but it failed to pass. Well, the congressional
1: action actually would have stopped it, uh, not just condemned it and they were six uh, Congress members short. So I think if they did it again, they would pass it because since that time, additional revelations came out about the NSA having thousands of privacy uh, violations, about the NSA actually now also uh, collecting Americans' internet traffic. It really is an agency uh, that, in my opinion, has gotten completely out of
0: control. Has Congress not uh, had oversight responsibilities for this agency? They have, but when the director of national
1: intelligence lies to Congress publicly, there's only so much Congress can do. And we would not have known about this because James Clapper, Jr., the director of national intelligence, said this was not happening. It wasn't until Edward Snowden had disclosed some of these materials that the rest of Congress, or most of Congress members, became aware of what was
0: going on, and the American public became aware, and now there is this outcry. Is there a, an exception to the perjury statutes that permit the director of national security to lie to Congress uh, without consequence? Uh, there is not. And I'm
1: very disappointed that our president has done nothing to James Clapper, Jr., who has admitted committing perjury, essentially, before Congress. Now, keep in mind, um, I'm a big supporter of national security. Uh, I served active duty in the U.S. Air Force. I strongly believe in America, but I also know that the oath that I as a military member took and I as elected official took, which is the same oath that the president has taken and Congress members, is an oath not to a party or to an administration or to an agency. It's the Constitution of the United States. And that is what we took an oath to, and that's what we need to preserve and to defend.
0: I kind of remember in high school reading 1984 by George Irwell and Brave New World and painted a very unpretty picture of what happens when a country becomes a national security state.
1: Absolutely, and we are starting to see some of that brave new world now. I'm um, Keep in mind that the NSA now has in their possession every phone call you made, to whom it was made, who called you, the duration of that call, and if they wanted to, they could then go in and look at what was actually said. Now, what the NSA is saying is, well, they're not going to do that. They're being completely good and benign. But how can we trust them when the Director of National Intelligence just lied to Congress completely blatantly?
0: Bureaucracies have a sense and almost an imperative of expanding power, resources, and uh, I guess that applies to NSA as well as other less secretive bureaucracies. They just—it's inherent in bureaucracy to want more. That's right. and. and at least for most agencies, they're under more vigorous congressional supervision. But to have something that is taking this much of our budget not properly supervised is a little bit uh, disconcer- more than a little bit yeah. disconcerting.
1: It's very disconcerting. So now, not only as you point out, is it that they don't have a lot of supervision, but they get a massive amount of funding through these black box programs where it's just billions of dollars going to them and no one has any idea how it's being spent.
0: And this is in addition to the billions of dollars that are voted online in the visible budget. That's correct. And keep in mind, we're talking just about the
1: NSA right now, but there's multiple other intelligence agencies as well. Uh, every military department has one. You also have the CIA. You have enormous web of agencies many with very little oversight, and it is a problem. I hope Congress does something about it.
0: And in fairness, we are fighting a very uh, determined enemy, and we need to get information, but there are ways of getting this information without violating the constitutional rights of every American.
1: Absolutely. And if you need to violate the Constitution, then you should be honest about it and try to change the Constitution, because the Constitution, as it's written, is what we have to abide by. You can't have agencies simply blatantly go out and say they're going to violate the Constitution in the name of national security. The Constitution doesn't
0: allow that. We've faced a lot of threats in our 200 plus year history, probably some more severe than the one we're facing now, and we've uh, maintained uh, the constitutional boundaries of our country with a few exceptions from time to time. Correct. Um, It is not, first of all, it's illegal to
1: violate the Constitution, for government to do that. But also, what makes America strong
0: is that document. It is what we all took an oath to and it's what we all believe in. And many of us believe that it's not just our military might, but even more importantly, our value structure that makes us strong. That's correct. And go
1: back to the bureaucracy comment again. The NSA can't control what all its employees and contractors do. There have now been stories of… NSA employees being fired because they use this information inappropriately, such as pursuing um, love interests and so on. They actually have a name for it called love intelligence,
0: um,
1: which is very disturbing uh, when you think about
0: it. Yeah, no one wants all of their secrets known to the government, no matter how pure a life you might have led. And it's, it's just darn maddening to think that our government is reading our mail listening to our phone conversations, even if they say, well, we have to do it for a good purpose. Well, there's no good purpose for having that information for someone who's not a suspect. If, if you're a suspect, okay, fine. Right. You get a judge's order or something that linking you. But just everyone, it's outrageous.
1: Absolutely. And the Fourth Amendment doesn't actually care what government does with the information, whether they use it for good or bad purposes. The Fourth Amendment says you can't get that information in the first place. You yeah. can't
0: search and seize it. Well, thank you for bringing the attention of the citizens of California to this very pressing issue, and we, we hope that uh, Congress listens. Thank you. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. <laughs>
1: Hi, I'm Los Angeles County Supervisor Don Canabi, host of Dialed In. Be sure to tune in as I welcome three of California's former governors, Governor George duke Majin, Governor Pete Wilson, and Governor Gray Davis, to discuss their time in office, as well as their thoughts on the issues Californians face today. Dialed In airs on Charter Communications, Channel 101, seven days a week.
0: We're back. continuing are a conversation with State Senator Ted Liu. We want to spend a few moments getting to know the senator a little bit better. Uh, you have a remarkable background coming over when you were three years old, uh, growing up quite poor, working in the family business, learning to speak English, then going on to attend Stanford and uh, Georgetown University, uh, law degree, magna cum laude, editor in chief of the Law Review, service for the United States Air Force. Uh, it's truly an American dream story. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so, America and its values are very important to you.
1: Uh, absolutely. Uh, when my parents came to the United States, they came here to seek the American dream. And, you know, I was thinking they could have picked beautiful Long Beach or Florida or Hawaii. They picked Cleveland, Ohio. So that's where I grew up. And we lived in the basement of a person's house. And we'd go to flea markets and sell gifts and jewelry to make ends meet. I uh, Did that for several years. Uh, opened one gift store in a shopping center. Then, save some more money, opened one store in a shopping mall. And my brother and I would help watch that store, because we were free labor. And uh, <laughs> you eventually expanded to six stores. And so in my mind, my parents achieved the American dream. Uh, they went from poverty to a home, gave my brother and I an amazing education. And it's one reason I joined the US Air Force in active duty.
0: I see the Senator every year. We both attend this wonderful Memorial Day service at Green Hills Memorial Park in Rancho Palos Verdes. And we it's kind of a one, once a year relationship. And uh, uh, that's so moving to both of us. Yes, it's the one year we go there, we all cry. Um, it's a very moving ceremony that they have. And I think America, is unique in the history of mankind in its ability to bring in cultures from all over and and make them Americans and part of the value structure of America. I think it's a I think it's the greatest example in the history of mankind of multiculturalism working despite our problems with gangs and everything else. It's quite remarkable. Absolutely. The great thing about America
1: is anyone can
0: be an American. They just have to believe in our yes. constitution. Yes. Work hard and do well. And as an American, you can do things that are un-American when you violate the basic document of America, which is the Constitution. Yes, unfortunately, uh, that happens as well. Um, Sometimes I think that immigrants... And I I write about this as far as voting. Uh, Our voting turnout typically is no better than 50 percent. And people have died to preserve and uh, maintain the right to vote and other democratic principles. Sometimes I think that immigrants, legal immigrants, appreciate more than native-born Americans the values of what we have here. Because in many cases, they did not have it in the country they emigrated from.
1: Absolutely. And it's not just voting. For some of them it's religious freedom. Uh, for others it's simply the freedom to be able to say whatever you want and have that protected. So yeah. there's an amazing number of freedoms that America provides to our people.
0: And it must be very personally meaningful to you to be uh, a state senator and be part of this democratic system.
1: It is. Uh, every now and then I still have to pinch myself to to make sure that this yeah. is not all a dream. But I'm very lucky to be where I am. Okay.
0: We'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Phil Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that
1: includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. I want to improve my career opportunities. I want to earn a higher salary at my job. I'd like to finish what I started. The new
0: Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Arts degree completion program at Cal State Long Beach will help you achieve your educational goals while keeping your life in balance. Contact our Customer Service Center at 1-800-963-2250 for more information. Or visit us on the web. Let CSULB help you finish what you started. Who are closest to you, from our family to yours? McCarty's Jewelry since 1932. I think we're fortunate to have legislators of the quality of Senator uh, Ted Lieu, uh, his integrity and his commitment to the ideals of our country and his service to our country. So we we thank you, Senator, for what you've done. Thank you, Art. Let's talk for a moment about the economy. California is coming out of it a bit, but very slowly. How can we accelerate that?
1: Uh, I believe the best way to grow our economy is to focus on our competitive advantages, things that we can do better than other states and nations. Uh, We're not going to compete here making pencils. It's going to be in those areas where we've done well, uh, such as high tech, agriculture, biotech, travel and tourism. And we have ports, right? Switzerland is never going to have a deep (laughs) water (laughs) port. Kansas will never have a port, <laughs> uh, but we have the Port of Long Beach, and they do amazing things. I'm actually wearing my Port of Long Beach tie. Yes. Uh, but if we could help incentivize the ports uh, and other economic clusters, that's how we succeed in California.
0: Yeah. And it always struck me that California is a land of great creativity, and it's not an accident that three of the most creative industries are located here movies uh, and television, software and hardware and automotive design, all pure intellectual property and something in the air, is yes. a creative environment here.
1: We have a lot of intellectual capital in California yeah. as well, as well as aerospace and, yes.
0: and other industries. Yeah. Well, Senator, thank you for joining us here on our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you at home. See you next week. Good night.
1: Straight Talk has been brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach and the Press-Telegram.
0: And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.